welcome to Minerva's Creative Conversations. I'm your host, Minerva Salas, and I wanted to personally welcome and thank you for joining us today. We're glad you're here because this podcast is created for you. It is a podcast where I dig deeper into the personal journeys and professional careers of influential, successful women and how their stories can inspire others to succeed. Today, my special guest is Camila Casale, Chief Marketing Officer of Clara Enterprise Solutions, a global technology services company that provides proven tailored solutions and a seamless customer experience to help businesses evolve and adapt to constant change. Camila, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you, Camila. Thank you uh, for being on the show. Camila, as the CMO at Clara USA, can you elaborate on your role and primary responsibilities at Clara? So as a CMO, my primary responsibilities are to establish and build brand awareness, generate revenue and increase sales. I do pretty much everything from the top down, marketing and corporate strategy, messaging and positioning, um, how we position specific offerings in different markets and segments. My team also works with multiple business teams in different demand gen activities, such as targeted campaigns, target accounts, account-based marketing, and so on. Um, we are also, also increasingly focused on specific industries, such as transportation logistics, where smart sensors and IoT is big, and retail, which is more focused on data analytics and customer insights. I also oversee in-house creative, brand, content, social media strategy and execution, digital marketing, email campaigns, websites, social and search display, uh, and last but not least, sales intelligence and event planning resources. Over the past few months, my role has evolved from strictly the CMO to a broader strategic role of customer engagement and customer experience. Um, The company leadership recognized the strategic importance of customer engagement, as well as the central role of marketing creating that engagement. So it made sense for me to have that expanded leadership role. Um, I would say that in a world of rapidly advancing technology, changing customer attitudes and unpredictable trends, marketing is evolving at lightning speed. The role of the CMO must also change to fit the changing needs of modern organizations, overseeing not only branding and marketing activities, but also business growth and customer experience. So, um, yes, I do a lot. That's me. (laughs) That sounds like a lot of responsibilities. Yeah, it is. I'm not going to lie. It's a lot. (laughs) But I love it. As long as you love it, then that's it's great. That's wonderful. Now, you have over 20 years of experience in the technology and professional services industry. Can you tell us the areas of your expertise during your 20 years working as an international business and marketing leader? Yeah, so I truly believe that digital technology makes it possible to create innovative, compelling and personalized connections with customers and positively impact the bottom line. For us CMOs, this means increased presence in the boardroom as well as a higher bar of expectations around delivering quantifiable results. So successfully address these challenges and opportunities, we need to develop new skills and competences, specifically in terms of understanding the potential of technology and forging collaborative partnership with our IT counterparts. I've been working in the tech space um, my whole life, and I should admit that I'm a little bit obsessed with analytics and metrics. If I can't measure with real data the results of my marketing efforts, then I have no way of showing the ROI 
and value that my team is bringing to organizations. So from social to emails, to website, to events, to pay campaigns, we measure everything. If you have the right tools and processes defined today through the use of very powerful technology tools, all you need to do is define your audience, build customer journeys, listen to specific needs and behaviors and optimize as you move in the funnel. So for me, is key as we serve companies of all sizes in such diverse markets. We have presence in over 26 countries. So having the ability to automate and optimize as we execute is key. Through my team calls, you can ask any of my team members, the very first slide that you will see is a dashboard. Um, and I'm also often asked how much we CMOs need to know about technology. So I think that for us as marketers, we need to know enough to have a general idea of what's doable and what's feasible from capabilities and cost standpoint. And obviously you need to do research and stay on top of what's happening in terms of like new technology and how marketers are using new technology in, in different ways. Beyond that, you need to know enough to ask the right questions. And that's really important. The worst thing that you can do is to have the idea that we have figured this out and to stop exploring and asking about new possibilities. So you need to be aggressively curious and avoid complacency at all costs. I always encourage my team members to get out of the comfort zone. And yeah, you might fail, you know, but failing is all right if you can learn out of those experiences. That's a really interesting point. And now with digital marketing, we can measure our campaigns, you know, and that's important because you do need to know the return on investment. So many companies don't realize that importance that it's very important to measure mm -hmm. any campaign or any marketing strategy that you do. Um, and then that feedback can be then implemented to future campaigns. So I think that's, that's very important. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Your extensive knowledge in production, information technology, and finance are valuable to organizing budgets. How do you oversee marketing budgets at line with the company's organizational goals? So data and metrics. So whatever I do, every single penny that I invest on marketing, I need to make sure that I'm getting any, any ROI. So um, without metrics and without data, um, I have no way of you know, making sure that my, that my budget is being properly allocated. And that's the beauty of digital marketing, right? That you can measure everything in real time. And uh, despite right. being you know, a tech you know, um, fan here, because as I said before, I've been working with tech space my whole life. Um, I think that for us marketers now, it's a lot, you know, at the same time, complex and easier um, to, to do marketing. That's true. That's very true. Mm -hmm. Now, what have been some complex challenges that you face to increase productivity, profitability and customer satisfaction at Claro? Well, maintaining productivity and profitability during the pandemic, I have to say that was extremely challenging. Well, demand for our services increased as businesses transitioned to almost 100% remote work. The ability to deliver services was jumper by material shortages, hinder logistics and limited access to sites uh, to build services. So maintaining high levels of customer satisfaction and ensuring a positive customer experience was certainly challenging during the pandemic. I think every business experienced challenges at this time. Uh, as did every individual. So in the initial lockdown period of the pandemic, when businesses shifted to remote work models, there was obviously a lot of chaos and disruption. Our focus at this time was on responsiveness and continuity. So for example, people needed devices shipped to their home offices, which were often in remote locations. So sometimes they needed technicians on site to, fit, to fix applications. We had to leverage our 
global network of resources to ensure that those devices were delivered and those technicians arrive at schedule. A big part of this was communication and keeping customers informed of the status of deliveries, even if things were delayed. And I think that customers appreciated that transparency. Um, and I think that there was also a real sense of we're in this together. And we appreciate that you're doing the best you can under very trying circumstances. So again, I think um, the pandemic for, for, for all of us, it's a, it's a big lesson learned when it comes to customer satisfaction and experience overall. Right, and it was also a great opportunity for telecommunications companies mm -hmm. and providing excellent customer service just put you at top of your game. Mm -hmm. Yep, with limited resources, right? Because we're all in the same boat at the very beginning of the pandemic. So it was, it was challenging, but uh, mm -hmm. we made it. <laughs> <laughs> Good. And how do you consistently ensure that Clara's message is strategically distributed across distribution channels to reach your target audiences? This is a very good question. So as a global technology integrator, we have so many services and channels and we continuously have new offers coming online. So we analyze metrics to know what works and what doesn't work and when. We meet with solution experts and segment leaders who evaluate trending services to understand positioning and regional demand. And most importantly, going back to customer um, uh, satisfaction, we keep ongoing engagement with customers to ensure we stay aligned with their needs. So overall, it's constantly staying connected, using metrics and meeting with experts to measure which solutions we should support and where. So to take an example, we're a tech company and we provide cybersecurity solutions and every, everybody needs cybersecurity, right? So, but right. everybody's needs are different. The manufacturer needs to make sure that it's internet of things network that maintains jet engines isn't hacked, while the hospital has to make sure it's following HIPAA standards around data privacy. So, um, so again, we align messaging with industry-specific pain points at with uh, as well as with uh, specific business segments. Mini with Love showcases totally handcrafted products that are unique and made of natural materials with delightful designs that can beautifully complement a daytime or evening wardrobe for a special occasion. The Mini with Love handmade handbags are a must-have accessory for a professional, well-dressed woman who wants to feel special and unique. To learn more about these hand-made products, visit miniwithlove.com. Now, moving into our different uh, theme here, as a woman working in technology, what were some of the barriers that you had to face to overcome gender inequality? So I'll be fully honest here because I'm, I've been asked these questions lots, lots of times. And uh, while I think there are barriers such as you know, cultural, economic, and educational, these ones apply to other minorities as well. So I think the biggest barriers um, that I've seen for women is not having a mentor or a sponsor, also the lack of informal networks, and last but not least, the lack of role models out there. Over the past few years, there's been a lot of talk around this topic, and even though progress has been made, it's still very small. Um, based on the latest statistics, you know, despite representing almost 51% of the U.S. population and earning 57% of college degrees in this country, women make up 47% of entry-level positions. 
This number shrinks very bad if you move up the ladder with only 38% uh, in manager roles, only 21% for C-suites and for women of colors, um, the number is quite alarming with only 3% of women in the C-suite. So when it comes to gender equality in the workplace, I believe that the real issue that we have here is how to create more successful women leaders. And that's a mission of the Women in Tech Miami Council that I live here in Miami. You know, I, and it's also, there's unfortunately a lot of um, biases. There's a lot of business biases. And people assume, you know, it's getting better. It's improving. But sometimes people assume because a woman and a mm -hmm. predominantly male industry may not be able to live up to the standards. Mm -hmm. uh, so she may be underestimated or passed down for some promotion. Mm -hmm. So you are right about, we need more role models. And then as more people see women in leadership roles, it's gonna open those doors for these other women. So that's, uh, we definitely need to see more role models. And I think you're an excellent role model. And I think, you know, with your organization, you can bring to light more you know, there are opportunities for women to be in technology and lead. Exactly. And, yeah. And women, you know, the, the other the other issue that we have here, Minerva, now that I became a mother last year, is that women, we should not choose between having a career or being a mother. You can do both, right? And I personally believe that the most effective way to create a more diverse workforce is for us, the senior leaders, to recognize that this matters and to make it a priority. Because this has to be embedded into the company's culture. It's not about what you say, it's about what you do. So um, I'm, I'm extremely passionate about this topic. I'm going to stop right here because I could keep, you know, <laughs> I could keep going forever. <laughs> no, no, I think this is a very important topic. And that's why I wanted to bring it up. And now you just mentioned about working mother. And a lot of mothers think, oh, it can hinder opportunities for career advancement, um, specifically to leadership roles. So how do you address that, that a woman that wants to get into, let's say a high tech position, that she may feel that being a mother can hinder her to advance in her career? I would say, and I'll be honest, I would say that it depends and depends on the company and the leadership team. So, you know, you'll have, you'll have to be very careful what you work for, uh, who you work for, and uh, you will need to choose very wisely when it comes, you know, to advancing your career in, in the tech space. I'm not going to lie to you. That's, that's the truth. I'm very lucky that I work and I'm not here by no means to promote the company that I work for, but my CEO, he has seven kids. He's amazing. And 60% of the leadership team were Latinas, were women, and we happen to be Latinas. So for me, working here is, is just amazing. <laughs> we bring diversity at Claro. That's excellent. Excellent. So what other advice can you give women interested in working in technology or advancing their careers in an IT profession? I would say, and this is another very good question here. Um, I, wish, I wish there was, you know, like a magic recipe here, um, but I would say, um, make sure that you have a mentor, that you have a sponsor. They're not the same thing, right? The, the, the sponsor is gonna be that person that is gonna be advocating for you, that is gonna be promoting you, build your network, join groups. You know, you see men playing golf, you see men, you know, uh, networking a lot. Be your own CMO, promote yourself. No one will do it for you, right? At the end of the day, the truth is that diversity of ideas and perspectives, diversity of education and approaches to solve, to problem solving are important to businesses trying to reinvent themselves. And, 
create new operational models and new ways of engagement with, you know, the diverse base of customers. So companies cannot afford not to have women leaders. That's a reality here. This is good for the business. It's, it's, you know, besides being the right thing to do, this is good for your business. That's correct. And women, we are very good at organizing and also we can multitask. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Yes. That's very true. While working in your career, you are also simultaneously raising a young baby, child, and how do you manage parenting in a high demanding job? In other words, how do you manage multiple tasks in your work and personal life? I don't know how I do it. That's something that I still ask myself every single day, I'll be honest here. Um, Actually, you know, this brings me back. I still remember the moment that I told my CEO that I was pregnant. I was so scared. Um, I didn't know what he was going to say. I just had a few, you know, months at Claro, working for Claro, and I was terrified. And I remember, you know, walking into his office and uh, I, I didn't have the chance to say any words. He looked at me and he goes, I know that you're pregnant. I'm like, what? And he's like, yeah, I can see your face. I have seven children. So I'm so happy for you. And then, you know, he said to me, you're going to have all, all the support that you will need. Don't worry about it. So for me, that was like, you know, that was amazing. Um, but, you know, my son, as, as we were, you know, uh, discussing before, my son was uh, born last year, right before the pandemic hit us. And without a doubt, and I think we all agree on this, that COVID has disrupted the workplace in ways that we've never seen before. Um, Personally, although I know I was extremely fortunate and privileged, it was still difficult at the very beginning. My husband is a frontliner, he's a physician. But when the pandemic hit, I had just came back from maternity leave as a first time mom. So imagine with a newborn at home alone, um, trying to get back to work, it was hard, it was very hard because I felt that I was not doing any of both rights. I was failing as a mom. I was not giving my best at work. But then, you know, as days passed by, I realized that I was not the only one, right? Our Zoom calls now had kids and pets and even, you know, older family members in the background waving. So I realized that people had became a lot more empathetic, patient, respectful, as mindful of others. So we realized that no matter the role you hold, um, and where you came from, at the end of the day, we're all human. So for me, um, if you ask me how I do it, I just go day by day. You know, um, I was telling you that last night I did not get any sleep because my son didn't want to sleep. But today, you know, I woke up and I said, another day, let's do it. So um, that's how I do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. Well, you're doing it. You are doing it. So being a mother for me has been the most challenging yet the most rewarding job of my life and I wouldn't change it for anything. I would say give yourself some grace. Um, I never thought I was going to say this, but done is better than perfect. So set up the right expectations. Don't try to do everything at once. Prioritize. Ask for help. Be honest to others, right? Last night, I did not sleep. This morning when I woke up, I said to my team members, guys, be nice to me today because, you know, it's going to be a hard day. So uh, there are going to be days that you're not going to be 100% functional, and that's okay. And last but not least, enjoy it because kids, they grow up so fast, Minerva, that, you know, in a few years, I'll be, oh, my God, I miss not sleeping because he was waking up. So I don't know. I think, um, I think it's, you know, it's about being grateful sometimes. 
uh, and everything is possible if you do things, you know, with passion. Exactly. And, and, you know, it's to mm-hmm. enjoy the moment, enjoy the time that, you know, you have a young child, like you just said, time does fly. Time does fly. Yep. Yes. Indeed. Wow. <laughs> well, Camila, thank you for joining us today and for providing our listeners with excellent advice on managing parenting in a high demanding job. Thank you for having me, Nerva. It was a pleasure talking to you. Thank you. To learn more about Claro's innovative products and services, visit Claro at usclaro.com. Please do not forget to write us a review from your favorite podcast platforms. I'm your host, Minerva Salas, and until our next show.